Welcome back. I'm Jamie Rickard. And I'm Tracy Sullivan, and we're the Real Career Coaches located right here on campus. And today we are going to be doing a little Q&A, Tracy. And these are questions that we have heard from students across campus. You know, just kind of the frequently asked, you know, CCAB questions, career services questions. And we're hoping to give you some good answers today that will help you understand how to navigate our office and what we do to help students. And I think you already have the first question right there, which is what is the difference between the career and academic sides of CCAB? Oh, good question. Yeah, people come to the office and they say, well, who do I meet with? And sometimes it's confusing because we have a group of our amazing colleagues who do mostly academic advising and first-year seminar, um, and that would be Matt Lake, Joey Hitchcock, Jen Salmon, Chris Keffer, and Jen Floretti. And so they are the ones that would advise on like your course schedule, major and minor changes, um, academic difficulty. They're the ones that you would be working with if you were coming to see someone for the academic um, advising piece of CCAP. And then conversely, the CCAP team that focuses on career services are myself and Tracy. And then we We have our colleague, Tara Bloom, who oversees experiential education and internships, and then our director, uh, Dr. Julie Overton-Healy. And what I like to tell students is we're handshake, they're Fisher Lake. Right. That's how we do appointment (laughs) scheduling. So if you wanted academic advising, you would use uh, Fisher Link to schedule a time with those advisors. And if you wanted a career services appointment, you would schedule um, on handshake. Correct. So how do I know which career coach to pick? I want to make an appointment. I'm a student. Who do I choose? I guess who we like better, right? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So that would be me. (laughs) That would be me. Um, No, I mean, I think all of us have very similar skill sets. We've all been trained the same. I think that it is completely up to the student. You know, if you find that there's an appointment available with someone on our team that works with your schedule, Mm -hmm. you are always in good hands. There are a couple of things, though, that I feel like you seem to specialize in a little bit more. You work really closely with, you know, students who are um, maybe, well, I know you work with alums. Mm-hmm. You work with grad students. Can you talk about other specialized populations that you feel like you've got sort of a niche or? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you on that. Like whatever appointment slot fits your schedule, you're going to be in good hands with. I think, you know, like you said with me, I do do a lot of work with TRIO students, um, C-STEP, transfer students, alumni, grad students, and, you know, really any major, but um, my background is in, you know, psychology, nonprofits, human services, but, you know, like you said, it doesn't matter. And I think with you, a lot of times I refer people over to you that are obviously pre-law. Um, I would say that's definitely your number one specialty. We we have a lot of law students on my, my schedule. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, Again, for me, like I do a lot of the LinkedIn stuff and you can do that as well. But I I think like personal statements, grad school applications. I do a lot of those. Yeah, because you're good at it. (laughs) I I do think I have a knack for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, to your point, my background, I I did work at a law school for many years. So there is that sort of familiarity with the law school entrance and admissions process. I have been working a little bit more closely with pre-med, pre-health students, and 
I do have a lot of uh, knowledge around sort of accounting and finance recruitment. Um, And that's just by nature of working with employers a lot. But again, it doesn't matter. Um, I think, you know, we also could mention how Tara, she's really focused on um, experiential options. So it doesn't matter if you're not looking for an internship, uh, but you might be looking for just something to gain more exposure in a career field. uh, And Tara would be a great person to meet with for that. So I think we've said it a million times, but you know, all of us have so much experience in this field and can be very helpful regardless of who you pick. Absolutely. Next question. I'm a transfer student and I don't know much about CCAP. What should I do? I want you to answer that one. <laughs> You're good at this one. Schedule an appointment. Yeah. That, that's really the key. I know one of the things that I do try and do, and I actually just sent an email out to transfer students inviting them uh, to schedule an appointment with me. But even if it's like a 15-minute check-in, I think it's really important that you're familiar with Handshake, that you know how to sign up for events, especially with the career fair coming up, that you have a resume review. And that's not to say you're not in good shape, but schools do things differently. So depending on where you were at when you transferred, you might not have had time to meet with career services and get a resume review or start your LinkedIn. So really 15 minutes and I can tell you what you need to do and get you where you need to be. Yeah, I think that's great too, because I know that a lot of transfers that I've spoken to don't necessarily feel the same connection um, right away that maybe someone might have felt their first year coming in. And so we just want to know you to know that we're here to support you right from the start. And so to Tracy's point, we want to get you in the office and be able to talk to us about that. Yeah. And if you are struggling with handshake, you know, you're not sure how to schedule an appointment, you can always call or email or even just stop in First Floor Lavery Library. And Amy Race is at our front desk and will help you through that process. Definitely. So I love the next question because this we get a lot too. I have no idea what I want to do in my life. What should I do and who should I talk to? Great question. And I think that is the biggest fear of students coming to see Mm -hmm. us because they think that they already have to know what they're doing because let's face it, career services isn't the most sexy topic because it automatically evokes, oh no, I got to find a job. I got to find an internship. I'm going to live in my parents' basement forever. And that is not what we that's not the environment or culture that we present because we we know that people don't know what they want to do. And I think we talked about this in another episode, mm-hmm. but we do offer assessment tools if you're feeling like I have no idea where to start. But a lot of our conversations are trying to dig into, you know, if if no other factor were present in your journey right now and you could do whatever you wanted to do, let's start there and figure out, okay, well, what is pushing you in that direction? And how can we get you closer to a position that might incorporate some of those dream opportunities, even if it's not where you're going to go right away, but maybe that's the goal. But we have all these tools in place. And to the point of who should I meet with, all of us can do that. Yeah. And I think that with regard to that question, that's exactly why you should come. And it's okay. I know we always say that about career services. We're overwhelming. We're not, we're not 
fun because it's <laughs> we are just the we top, the top, are fun <laughs> the topic is the stuff we talk about can make you feel overwhelmed if you are feeling like I'm not where I should be and right. that kind of creates that circle where you're just kind of circling the drain so to speak mm-hmm. like I'm not where I should be so I don't want to go into career services because you know I haven't done this or that and I feel like I've somehow am lacking but that's not the case at all right that's exactly what we're there for to help figure out where you're at and identify, you know, how to get you to where you want to be. Right. And especially if you don't know what you want to do. And that's okay. There's people who are in the world of work, have been for the past 20 years, and their major has nothing to do with what they're doing now. Exactly. Exactly. I think kind of detaching that major equals destiny is another thing that we like to do as students too. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I think we often hear that people chose a major because they were good at it in high school and then it becomes what they focus on. And it's not that they don't do well, but they realize there's this whole other part of who they are that just matches a different type of pathway. And it doesn't mean that you have, you know, failed yourself by doing something that, you know, maybe not translating into that direct field, but you have to come in to talk about that. I do think that you're right. This sort of vicious cycle can happen where you feel paralyzed by the fact that you don't have an idea of where to take the degree. And we're here to support that. Next question. As an underclassman, why should I utilize career services? Ooh. Well, but to me, me if you want to, I mean, I can answer it too. You know, I think one of the things that I I personally look back on and wish that I would have done more of is going to a career office on my my campus to talk about these things because I was so lost. I think in the first episode, I talk about how I switched my major five times and it was just because I couldn't, I couldn't make that decision. And I think when you can't connect a career path or maybe your own interests and values with a a possible major path and then career, it can just, again, make you kind of go back and retreat. Like you were saying, you know, I'm not, I don't know, so I'm not going. And I think if you can come into career services early, you're setting yourself up for not having to deal with that rush at the time when things are really needed. So, you know, start with your resume, get your resume reviewed so that we can set you on a path where if you do have an internship opportunity or a part-time job come up that you can take advantage of or a campus job, you're starting to gain experience and you know that we're here as a resource. So I think that alleviates so much pressure later on. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should do um, a podcast where the topic is it starts with the resume. Sure does. Um, Because, (laughs) you know, to kind of just piggyback on that, once you have your resume, then if you don't have a LinkedIn, getting a LinkedIn is easier. And again, we can work with you on how to use LinkedIn and how to create your about section, all that stuff. And again, as an underclassman, your networking starts now. You know, if you wait until you graduate, then you're kind of going backwards and trying to remember all these people that you interacted with and, you know, connected with at different events or career fests and things like that. And your network is a lot smaller than it could be. Right. Well, and it kind of goes into another question that we get, which is, I'm about to graduate. Is it too late to come in? Right. (laughs) So 
even though it would be great if you come in right away, mm-hmm. it's still okay if you come in as a senior or about to graduate to meet with us because at least you're coming in, at least you're starting a plan. And so it's never too late. And we obviously support students after graduation too. Yeah. And and I like that. It, it really is never too late. And it's to your interest to do it sooner versus later, you know, make sure that you've got the right tools and it, you know, whatever your starting point is, we kind of meet you where you're at to get you on track. But if you kind of feel like, oh, I don't want to go in because I haven't, you know, ever gone before. So I'm just going to job search with what I have. You could be putting a lot of effort into job search and your resume isn't where it should be. So it's not landing you interviews and you're not going to land a job. Right. And that gets really frustrating. So Mm -hmm. we don't want you to be in that that type of situation. And I think for both of us, I should remember, but I can't remember what you said, but I know myself never used career services. No, not until this is so sad. I think it was, I was graduating in August with my master's degree. So I had been in school for probably six years and I had only gone there in April of that year. So it was like three or four months before graduation. Yeah, I think I ended up going back to my grad school and having them look at my resume at some point, but that's it. And really, had I just used them undergrad at some point and had a conversation like this, it probably would have saved me a lot of time mm-hmm. and energy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> how can I show I have experience if I do not have direct experience? Oh, I love that one. That's a great question. Well, and I think we've tried really hard, especially with underclassmen, to look at what are you doing that might be helpful either on campus, which can provide so many transferable skills. Your coursework can provide transferable skills, projects. Um, I know that some companies, I know at least in the school of business, but I think in others, they do case studies. Those can be used on your resume to show transferable skills and relevant experience. It doesn't have to be, I was paid for this job and therefore that is the only thing that's going to get me an opportunity. I think it's so important that students know whether it's, again, an on-campus job, a part-time job as a server, you know, a lifeguard, they provide very, very transferable skills for the working world beyond even internships and then full-time. Right. It's how you're formatting your resume. Mm -hmm. So not all experience is created equal, so to speak. You know, you could have related experience, you could have volunteer experience, campus activities, and really it's about showing what you've done with all of that stuff. Creating a bullet point that highlights and showcases the skills, knowledge, skills, and abilities that you've acquired from that. You know, I've met with people that are RAs and don't have any bullets on their resume, and that's a great opportunity to show leadership skills, to show problem solving, mediation, all of that. Absolutely. And athletes too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we have a lot of athletes on our campus. You're managing a lot of competing priorities. You are, you know, collaborating with your teammates. You're working towards a common goal. You're taking directive. You're leading. So there are so many things that you could point out from these experiences. But often I'll see on a resume that they're just listing like member. (laughs) Right. Or um, tasks. So what I tell students is really you don't want to just list your tasks. You want to show a skill. So what skill are you trying to convey by listing that task? Right. Another question we get asked is how many employers 
come to campus each year for career events and how can I sign up? I am letting you take that. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a tough one. And this is where we really need students to pay attention to our emails, which is another question we get asked too, is how do I find out about this stuff that career service is doing? And we process all of our email communications through Handshake for the most part. So we definitely recommend that what we send you is not to spam you. And so if you make sure to open these communications, if we're doing specific programming for certain majors, or if it is open to the campus, that's why you'd get the email. It is not because we're doing these events that may not apply to you. We really try to focus and specify that this is an appropriate event for you. In terms of employer engagement with the campus, you know, I can confidently say that at least the employers that we work with on a frequent basis are very, very, very happy with Fisher students. They love the work ethic, the personability. They very much enjoy the type of student that Fisher produces. And so I think that should bring confidence to students. But in terms of volume, we really have sort of taken a step back from like these info session styles. Um, And I don't know if our maybe underclassmen would know that as much as maybe our seniors now, but with COVID, you know, we really had to pivot and what we were doing. And so we offer pop-up tabling for employers. So if you see a table that's located in school of business lobby or in Basel or in the library, these are employers who want to meet with you and have opportunities and they're coming in an informal way. So they don't need it to be an interview when you come up to the table to talk to them. It really is just about letting you know of what those opportunities are and hopefully making a connection. And then of course we offer career fairs and specialty events. So the career fair coming up in March is really exciting. We're already at capacity for employers. We have 50 employers coming. So exciting. Uh, This is, I think the fastest we've ever filled up, uh, which is wonderful. But what I also can say is that we have such diversity of industry. So I encourage if, if students are not doing anything on March 23rd from 11 to two in Kearney, Cleary Auditorium, it's our career fest. So we're going to make it fun. We're going to have music, games, raffle prizes. It's going to be really exciting. So just stay tuned for that. And then throughout the year, again, those pop-up tables and then the occasional info session will do, um, even though, again, we're trying to kind of back up from those just because they don't get a ton of turnout. But come, guys, please. Yeah. And aren't are we doing LinkedIn headshots again? We are. Yes. Yeah. So we have our uh, campus photographer, John Smiley, will be coming to to take headshots for students. So if you are interested in having a a LinkedIn photo that looks amazing and professional, um, he will be uh, there the entire duration of the fair, uh, but pre-signups are going to be sent out through Handshake. So we do ask that students sign up because it is first come, first serve. And they will go fast, but that's a great opportunity to get going on your LinkedIn profile. That's right. So the last question I'm going to go with is how often should I meet with career services? I want to say as often as you want. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I will tell you if I don't need to meet with you, like if you're at a place where you're good, now you need to do this. I also recommend at least once a semester. It doesn't have to be an hour-long appointment. It could be a 15-minute check-in, you know, before the end of the semester or before the start of the beginning semester to kind of say, okay, is my resume updated, capturing everything that I accomplished this past semester? Did I update my LinkedIn to where I am now because now I'm ready to look for an internship or I'm going to be in job search mode? Have I connected with people? Am I staying active on LinkedIn? I think that's a question. I get a lot too is all right I have this profile now what do I do with that 
If you have connections, a lot of times it's just liking and sharing what other people are saying, following companies, staying up to date, you know, in different industries and organizations. If you're on a grad school path, you can follow grad schools. Yeah. That's my recommendation. Yeah. And I often will say too, and I think you do as well, um, we want these meetings with students to feel that you're getting the most out of it and that if you need sort of an accountability check, that we're going to be able to give that to you. So I often will ask a student, how would it feel to meet in two weeks and in that time, here are some action items that you can work on before we meet again, or is it a month? And again, we're not here to push students to come in every week, but, Mm -hmm. but certainly if you're saying, I'd like to accomplish some of these things before I come back into the office, I think that puts a little responsibility onto the student to say, okay, I'm not going to come back unless I finish this. And then that gets these things done. And then you're not worried about having to do them later. Yeah. I think that that's a great point. And I, I also just want to reiterate that what we're really good at is meeting students where they're at. So there's some students that need that accountability and say, you know, tell me what to do Mm -hmm. and let's schedule a follow-up. There's other students who, as I go through you know, what somebody might need to do to prep for job search. They, you can see the overwhelmed look on their face and it's starting with one thing. It's like, let's just do this one thing and come back. And if you didn't do anything, we'll just address it at that point. Like you shouldn't feel bad if you're not doing anything. Exactly. Because life gets in the way and we know that more than anyone. Sure do. All right, so now we're going to go into, I think, what our favorite part is, which is game time. Game time. Um, And do a few would you rathers. So, Jamie, would you rather have an office dog or cat, which is fitting since we did just have a little team building with the therapy dog yesterday. Yes, and please take advantage of that, students. It is so awesome. Maverick is so cute. So cute. Um, I got to say the dog, I got to have an office dog. And I grew up with cats, but they're just not my jam anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm a dog person. Yeah, I'm a Leo, but I would rather have an office dog. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, we have not seen, I have not seen these. So these oh, are the questions. Yeah, no, so, so these are a surprise. <laughs> we, we purposely didn't read through these because we wanted to surprise each other. Okay, so Tracy, would you rather work with people or with information? Mm, people. <laughs> That's Obviously, why I do what I do. <laughs> I would have to say the same. Um, okay, so would you rather smell with your hands or talk with your feet? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I think smell with my hands. I don't know if I'd want to talk with my feet. I would not want to talk with <laughs> I don't think I would want anyone to talk with their feet. No. No. Okay, this one's for you, Miss Swifty. Ooh. Have Taylor Swift write a revenge song about you or have Kanye West interrupt your wedding ceremony and say that Beyonce's was better? Uh, I think we know which one. Revenge song all the way. Even though it's about you? I don't care. All right, all right. T-Swizzle writing a song about me? Hello. Love it. Um, okay, so with that in mind, would you would you rather fight one bear-sized duck or ten duck-sized bears? I feel like that was a tongue twister. I oh god, I might say a bear-sized <laughs> duck because I could just see all those little bears being a lot to handle. 
Did I have that right? <laughs> I'm a, trying to picture that in my head, duck. and I don't think I'd be able to fight any of them because I'd be laughing too hard. Yes, you're probably right. All right, here's another good one for you. Would you rather be a Real Housewives of New York or Beverly Hills? Oh, my gosh. You really caught me off guard there. <laughs> Um, I, I gotta go New York. I don't like earthquakes. Same, mm-hmm. same. Plus same. they wear more black in New York. So, and that's our uniform. If yes. you guys don't know that, that's what we do. Um, okay. So you can either have a great job or a great boss. Which one? Oh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Of course. I don't know. I think I gotta go with great boss. It's, it can be very hard doing mm-hmm. a job without somebody who is is re- a really good leader. I think a good boss can make any job better. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with that a thousand percent. Which is something to think about, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Would you rather be the smartest person in the room or the funniest? Uh, probably the funniest. Same. <laughs> Intellectuals be gone. The funniest, aren't I? <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. Would you rather go back to elementary school or jump to retirement? Oh, I got to jump to retirement, girl. Really? Yes. Uh, I'm not going back through school. Oh, I would go back through school in a heartbeat. Uh, no, thank you. Maybe college. Definitely not elementary I school. I be young. <laughs> <laughs> I just like things to be able to do things when I want and how I want. And guess what? Kids don't get to do that. That is true. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll do one more. How's that? All right. All right. Would you rather be able to fly or to breathe underwater? Uh, Do I have to have wings? Uh, Maybe not. Okay. Fly. Definitely. Right. (laughs) Water scares me. I don't know why. The oceans are just terrifying. Anyway. All right. Well, on that note, this wraps up today's podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and please connect with us on LinkedIn. We want to hear from you, ideas for future topics, questions, feedback. Tell us if you love us or hate us. Um, You can email us at ccap at sjf.edu. And we are the Real Career Coaches of Fisher here for your career. 